Welcome back to another episode of Third and Long. I'm your host, Sam Prince. Alongside of me is my co-host, Aaron Hook. And we have a, our, Rowan Sport, our Rowan Radio Sports Department member of the week who's come on this week is Aiden Dockerty. Aiden, you are an Eagles fan. you got to be feeling good after last night's win. Yeah, I mean... Look, a win's a win at the end of the day, right? It wasn't pretty. It was a rain game. It was another rain game that the Eagles have played in. And it was a rematch of the Super Bowl, obviously, which was the big big uh, headline of it. And they didn't play pretty. I mean, the offense was pretty sluggish, which it's, it's for the first time in like six weeks, it kind of has looked a little questionable. And... The defense really stepped up, and they were the offense was able to step up because the defense kept them in the game. And Jalen Hurts made that nice throw to Smitty, and then you know the quarterback tush push brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. It worked them win the game. Yeah, I it mean works. it worked, and it's it worked a couple times. And the aggressiveness, I think, of the Eagles in that game uh, kind of won them the game. I think the Chiefs were, had some lack of aggressiveness. I, Mahomes didn't look too good, and Travis Kelsey looked uh, awful. I mean, that might be one of his worst games. One of his worst two-game, three-game stretches in his whole, maybe his whole career. I mean, you also got to think about this. I don't think both teams are playing with all their play calls because you know, there's a real chance with all the injuries in the AFC that the Eagles being the best team in the NFC, that this could be the Super Bowl preview. And we could have a rematch. So why are they going to have this show them all their plays if they could just play the Super Bowl this year? But yeah, back to your poor Travis Kelsey, you know, he just hasn't been himself this year. No, no, and that fumble um, was kind of, was kind of a killer uh, for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. He did. He it wasn't even like one of those tackles where you know you're like, okay, I get why he fumbled. It was just a bit, like he just got punched out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, in, in a game where you have two great defenses, um, obviously ball security is something that is uh, imperative. And um, you know, we talked about the turnovers. Eagles forcing two. Hertz does throw the uh, the interception, um, but I mean, look, you had again two defenses that fletched their muscles, and it, it was all about taking advantage of, of opportunities that you know are probably going to be few and far between. And um, I think the Eagles just did a better job of that. Um, obviously, with Jalen Hurts running in for the first one, and then just shoving him forward on the tush push for the second rushing touchdown. Um, so they outscored the Chiefs fourteen to nothing in the second half. Chiefs were blanked. Um, we we were talking to Doc about how the Chiefs potentially, you know, when you look at their recent stretch, um, it could be a bit concerning for them. This offense um, really has kind of struggled to find, I would say, an identity because yeah. you know they have. A pretty solid run game um, with Isaiah Pacheco, who's also a great blocking back, by the way. Yeah, um, Rutgers legend, Rutgers legend, Isaiah Pacheco, Vineland legend, um, and so I, I mean they they can run the ball kind of efficiently, and I think it was impressive that they were able to. Yeah, we're um, the best run defense. They were able to run they for are. I think they over ran very well over six yards to carry. I think against the Eagles' run D, uh, that's very impressive, but. You know, the passing game, again, you know, we talked about Kelsey kind of a mixed bag in this one. You know, seven catches and a touchdown. But, um, you know, he, he wasn't really he wasn't really able to rip off any big-time explosive plays um, and then the, the tossy fumble. So, 
you know, the Chiefs offense, I, I think, Sam, is is in a bit of a place where they, they, they can't really um, they can't find an identity. And I think at this point in the season, that's it's dangerous. It is dangerous, but I will never count the Chiefs out because of one man and one man only, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, his only receiver this year is Travis Kelsey. That's, that's going to be a problem. If Travis Kelsey goes down, who's catching football? Yeah, I mean, mm. you had Justin Watson catch a touchdown. Rasheed Rice is Rasheed Rice. Yeah, like, that's to me. That's the best option outside of I Kelsey. I had so much hype of Rasheed Rice. I, he too. still has looked good. I just, I, I honestly think that they're maybe not playing him enough because they still have faith in their quote unquote veterans and Valdez Scantling. And I mean, they have to this off season. A drop by MVS, man. I yeah. mean, what was your reaction when you saw a drop? A little shocked. Um, it was because I was like. To me, after that pass interference, I would mean not pass interference, roughing the passer that was called that is questionable. I understand where they're coming from, but he hit him in the chest. But that's obviously for another day to be talked about because it's always a problem. But after that, and I got I, they were at midfield coming out of the two minute warning. I was almost like, it's not. We might need to let them score quick. So when I saw that deep shot, I was like, we're either getting a turnover <laughs> or, or we're getting the ball back, right? Um, and he dropped it, and it was. What I noticed is that look, it's it looks like an easy catch, and he should have made it. And there's no excuses for not really making it. But at the same time, it's so hard, it's with even without the rain, to run full speed, then fully extend your arms for a catch, and then because once you bring it in and you're moving full speed, you know that ball it, it has a good chance of bouncing off the chest plate, the chest plate, um, and your shoulder pads. But yeah, that that it just got to be made, and I was excited. Obviously, as an Eagles said that he yeah. dropped it. I was because Josh off. Sweat stepped up the next uh, next play and got a, got a sack for uh, the Eagles, which was nice. But then that fourth and twenty six is also was almost a near catch as well. I mean, I was like, yeah, when I saw Mahomes rifle that, I, I like, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. when I saw him like with confidence, I was like, yeah, someone's open. <laughs> I was like, I uh-oh. thought it was gonna be a pick for a second by you guys. Nah, uh, dude, it was. I mean, it was a good play by Slay to get there uh, before it really he could even catch it. But look, man, the defense stepped up, and maybe we had to have some conversations about Kevin Byard possibly just kind of being the Travis Kelsey stopper because he stopped him very well in his Titans career. Um, he's obviously not what he once was with the Titans. He's a little, a little bit. His prime was definitely a couple years ago, but he's still top. He's, five still, he's still a great safety, and he has always kind of owned the Chiefs, if you want to say, and and Travis Kelsey in that matchup. Yeah, I mean, Eagles now nine and one with the victory. We talked about it earlier, Dot. They just find ways to win. I, I mean, when Jalen Hurts and the offense aren't clicking, especially through the air. Um, you know, I th- I mean, outside of the big play to Devontae Smith, there wasn't really a ton going on um, in the passing game for, for Philly. And, um, you know, the joke has kind of been, uh, you know, all those screen passes and all the dump-offs that <laughs> Brian Johnson was calling. And some fans want him gone, which, I mean... I, uh, it's, it's not smart. He, yeah. He's a very good coordinator. I... Like before we obviously move on, I just I do want to say that I understand being conservative last night. Like the defense had like a bad turn, like that interception with miscommunication, um, and their defense was balling. Like you, you just didn't want to lose. You didn't want to what you did against the Jets, honestly, because mm. what you did against the Jets was your defense won you that game, but you let the offense lose you the game, and they didn't want that. It wasn't the best weather, so they were just being a little conservative. And I mean, but some of those screens work. See, when screens work, you don't hear it. 
But when they don't work, then it becomes because Swift had a big screenplay um, earlier in the game. And look, Brian Johnson has been—he's been a great—he fixed the red zone issue that the Eagles had in the first couple of weeks. I think they're actually top five in red zone efficiency since like week four, maybe. But uh, look, he's done a great job, and their offenses look great. It's just obviously hit a little bit of a wall. The Chiefs—I mean, the Chiefs—they have. I th- I'm, I'm really safe to say. I, th- I think it's safe to say that they have a top three defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say like Jarius Need needs to start jumping up in quarterback. I mean, cornerback <laughs> convos. <laughs> he so. Yeah, I mean, and then him and McDuffie on the other side, I think they are a really kind of underrated duo. I think when you talked about the best one-two corner duos in the league, I think now maybe they start to get their flowers a little bit more, but I, I still think they are left out of some of those conversations when, when they absolutely um, shouldn't be. Um, they're locked down on the outside. For a Chiefs defense that really now has matched – the offense, at least from a few years ago, I mean, their defense, like you said, Dot, is legitimately good enough to go out them go out there uh, and win them games. I mean, both defenses in this game uh, were really, really good, and I, I think that was kind of the result. I think both defenses kind of flexed their muscles. Sam and, and the Eagles, like they usually do, um, just had a little bit more, and they found a way to win. They did. They had a little more, and they won the game. I mean, look, I, look, Eagles fans, you guys probably are so excited after last night's win, but if you guys lost last night, I don't know if you guys still get the one seed in the NFC. Yeah, which is why it was a big win. Um, because it makes the not that the Niners or Cowboys game will be meaningless, but it makes it a little bit less meaningful. Um, because if you beat the Bills, which they, they should, but the Bills are still a team that you need to be scared about on a week to week basis due to the fact that they can explode at any moment. But the Eagles are wearing the Kelly Greens and they'll be at home, so I think that that <laughs> will be. I think that I mean I, I think I think they will win that one, but it, it could be a game to watch. Obviously, I think it could be a special game, but I do want to say that like. Those games could possibly become a little bit less meaningful because if they beat the Bills, then they're ten and two. Meanwhile, the Niners and the Cowboys both have three losses. So and, and you also gotta look at the end of the schedule where you have Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Mm. So you honest problem with all due respect, Sam, that's three free wins if you need them. With all due respect, you named two very good NFC teams, but you forgot what? Are you gonna tell me the Seahawks? The Detroit Lions. The well, Detroit Lions. They're the closest to I mean, See, they're, but they're that's a damn thing. bad. They're ain't too. That's a thing. With I'm not but really ready. Did, I'm not really ready because they have. They don't have a true. They play. They play Dallas, I believe, um, around Christmas Eve or one of those. Um, I mean, they had a scare this week against Chicago. Yeah, and that's a thing. Like they can lose any game because, with all due respect, they're not as good as a dominant Eagles, a dominant like even even the Niners and Cowboys beat up on bad teams. I just don't know if the Lions can really beat up on bad teams on a week to week basis because. Mm-hmm. Their defenses can keep other teams in the game, and their offense still only has like one true wide receiver you're scared of. So I'm not really afraid to lose in the one seat of them. And also, that's why another it was a big win last night because uh, it eliminates a possible tiebreaker with the Lions, where you know the common uh, opponent, where the Lions beat the Chiefs, and if we lost to the Chiefs, well, if they beat the Cowboys, different story. If they beat the Cowboys, then. I mean, that would just kind of be funny. I can't lie, because that—that's almost a must-win for the Cowboys, because they also need to start worrying about the five seed. Yeah. Because that their difference between 
the five seed and the three seed is the difference between the San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints in the wild card mm. right now, at least. Yeah, Saints um, in front of that NFC South that uh, is just kind of like who 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 is who is gonna just just crawl their way to the scratch and crawl their way to the finish. I still line. have a weird feeling that I think the Falcons are gonna get there, man. Yeah, and honestly, the Bucks should be there. That's the problem. They lost to the Texans, and honestly, they should have beat the 49ers. They they had the ball three straight times, like inside the thirty, and came away with no points. I think it's the offense for Tampa Bay. I mean, Baker is just, to me, he's just completely inconsistent. I mean, you know, he'll, he'll, it's not like he's going to be bad. I don't think Baker's a bad quarterback. I just think he's inconsistent. The I, best thing about him, he gives you a shot every week. He, 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 he does. Has faith in him, but yeah, he can also really he does. And ruin I mean, your shot. San so. Francisco just simply has more talent. Um then, uh, then, yeah, then Brock Purdy had a great game. That Bucks defense, I don't know what happened with Todd Bowles, man. I don't know if his defense just kind of falls off once he becomes a head coach. Uh, I would tell you that it does. As a Jets fan, I think it does. But, I, like, when say he goes, say he gets fired, which he might honestly get fired after this year, he probably will. Uh, he almost got fired at the end of last year. And say he gets fired, and then he becomes a defense coordinator on another team, and then he has like a top three defense. Like, it just won't make it's something that doesn't make sense. I guess maybe the, yeah. the bigger, um, bigger role, yeah, bigger role as a head coach. Just throws them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guys are just meant are meant to be coordinators. Um, some guys just can't do the the head coaching thing. Um, one guy who I think is also like that is uh, Robert Sala. Now, yeah, are you okay? Now, I've been a fan of Robert Sala in the past. Um, however, some of his recent comments and some of the comments really that he's made in the past that are kind of resurfacing um, have me kind of looked in the other way, and I I think. I I just want to kind of uh I just t- I wanted to just go on a little bit of a tangent for a couple minutes and just just the Jets, you know, to me right now them and Carolina are pretty easily the worst two teams in the league. I mean, you can talk about the Jets defense all you want. You really the, the offense- Jets are the second worst team in the league. I mean, they're. I think they're one of the th- right now. They're playing like one of the three worst teams in the league. Pretty. You think they're worse than the Giants? Right now, yeah. I mean, to- uh, Tommy I DeVito is, is coming out of his mom's basement, and he's playing better than Zach Wilson. I mean, he threw three touchdowns and won the game I mean, is that Giants. really that hard to play better than Zach Wilson? No, it's not, but that's that's my point. Um, Chicago could have easily beaten a, a pretty good Detroit team this weekend. Carolina is, is bad. They're bad. Jets are also bad. Um, I think they're one of the three worst teams in football right now. And uh, it's for a multitude of reasons. I mean, I, I think you have to start with, with this regime that, again, has been here now. Robert Sala, this is his third year as the coach. Joe Douglas, this is his um, – well, he's been he's had four draft classes. Um, and the offense is absolutely anemic. It is absolutely awful to watch. It is just so unbelievably frustrating. Uh, you talked about – the offensive line. You talked about the wide receivers that have zero depth. Um, you talked about obviously the quarterback, Zach Wilson, who has now been benched. Um, I, I mean, there's just uh, you talked about the play calling, which is really bad from Nate, from uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, it's just uh, it's just a complete mess for for the Jets right now, and uh, it, it's honestly just unfair. It's just completely unfair for these guys to 
go up there every week to now in week 11 finally made the change uh, and go to Tim Boyle, who it's like, that's another thing. You know, Zach Wilson, I thought the plan for him was not to play this year at all. And I understand you cannot even fathom uh, Aaron Rodgers going out on the fourth play of the opening drive of the season. But there are guys out on the market who you could have brought in. Um, I mean, Joe Flacco has had two stints with the Jets. He just signed with Cleveland. Like, why, why is, like... I would have loved to see Carson Wentz ankle. Uh, Carson yeah. Wentz! Carson Wentz! Because he gives you a shot every week. Carson Wentz called the Jets and said, is there any mutual interest? And they said, we're okay. Why? I, I, that's my question, Sam. I, I just... I, I, I mean, it's... And, and this has brought... Uh, 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 this has brought about questions now internally in the organization. I think just the drama is starting to mount, and I can see the beginning of the end because, you know, Salah was supposed to be a guy, a very disciplined guy coming from San Francisco, a very well-run organization, John Lynch out there and Kyle Shanahan, right? He was supposed to be the guy, Doc, that was like the the the, the fourth in the road. He was supposed to be the end of the the, the BS, yeah. right? With some of the other regimes, like Adam Dace. He called the Adam Dace-led Jets in 2020, the 2-14 and 14 Jets that we were talking about, he called them an expansion. Robert Sala, his own words, he said they were an expansion team. Guess what? The offense right now that they've had four off seasons to build is averaging less points, less yards than that expansion team, quote unquote, from four years ago that had Sam Darnold as their quarterback slash Joe Flacco, uh, Frank Gore as their running back, and rookie Denzel Mims as their number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Right. So your offense is worse, and yet you have the you have the you know what you have the guts to. Um, Call him an expansion team, and then in his press conference, he, he he you know they finally made obviously the change at quarterback, and uh, now he's going to start bringing up that there w- there wasn't full agreement between him and Joe Douglas on drafting Zach Wilson. Now you're going to bring that up in week twelve uh, of his third year after he has continuously failed and the season is slipping away from you. Now you're going to bring that up. Just to me, it, it just seems like he. It's kind of backtracking. It's a little weird to me. I think Robert Sala, though, cannot be pinned with all the blame. Again, there is another side to this, and that is Joe Douglas. He's been mm-hmm. here for four years. He, he had a great start. He did. Yeah. He had a great start. All the moves he was making seemed like they could have worked out, and most of them have not. I'll be honest with you. Um, for a guy who came, Doc, from the Eagles yeah. organization, where all they know is offensive line. That is their identity. The Eagles... You want to talk about all the great things the Eagles have going for them. It doesn't matter. Their identity, until Jason Kelsey walks out that door, it'll be the damn offensive line. That is how they win football games. Joe Douglas was in that organization. He was supposed to come here, repair the offensive line that had been dreadful for years, and uh, he simply has not done it. Now, again, he could not have predicted Makai Bechtel getting injured three times now in three yeah. years. Um, he could not have predicted Elijah Vera Tucker getting hurt twice in back-to-back seasons on the same field in Denver, by the way. That field is cursed. Um, I, but, I mean, just just some of the moves are just mind-boggling. And, again, his inability to bring in a backup quarterback when Aaron Rodgers went out, is just it just makes no sense to me. If you wanted Zach Wilson to have a quote unquote red shirt year, uh, okay, fine. Maybe, maybe in a panic situation, you're like, 
Aaron Rodgers got hurt on Monday. Jets had a game that Sunday. Okay. Okay. You know what? Zach can play week two. If he looks good, maybe have a little bit of a leash on him. But you should have brought someone in in week three, four, five. You had opportunities there, right? Like, And someone better than Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle, who is only there because he's Aaron Rodgers' guy from Green Bay, which is the same thing that goes for Alan Lazard, who is also Aaron Rodgers' guy in Green Bay. Alan Lazard has not played well this season. Um, Nathaniel Hackett. Rogers' offensive coordinator. Why is the why why was he hired by the Jets? Because he's Rogers' guy. Rogers can tell Hatchet off when he doesn't like to play tall, right? Zach Wilson can't really do that. Um, yeah, it's just all bad, man. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 and of course, a lot of the blame will go on Zach Wilson as well, which I, I think I think a, a part of the blame is very warranted to go on him because uh, he is just. Uh, God, I mean, he has to be one of the biggest busts of of the last few like few years. Yeah. He he has yeah. to be. I mean, he just he simply can't play unless yeah. everything is perfect. Which in the NFL, it's sorry to sorry to burst your bubble. Is. It's not going to be perfect ever. It's never <laughs> going to be perfect. I mean, even look at like the Eagles. They have a great offensive line, great receivers, and some and sometimes it just doesn't yeah, go right. Look what happened against the Jets. Hertz was running the route, right? Yeah, offensive That's line can't hold up forever. Line, yeah. Um. So yeah, man, it's just all bad, and and the Jets are just such, such a such a painful watch. And I mean, it's just again, my my point with this all is, um, we did to the Giants, but oh, <laughs> we'll get there. But my point with this all is that it's it's just the fans just simply don't deserve it. For my money, and I know we all have a, dis- a different opinion. I think the jet, the jet fan, is the most loyal fan whoa, in, in, in the NFL. I do. It's just my opinion. The Buffalo um, Bills. I think I can agree with the, the now Jets. the Bills. Uh, look, man, they, Bills. Uh, the Jets. Know. The Jet fans. They they the Jets are always top two or three in attendance. Um, they they uh, the amount of money that they made off of Aaron Rodgers this year alone. Um, because of just the excitement of of a possibility of having a real quarterback and actually having a chance to make the playoffs for the first time in 13 years, right? Out the window immediately, and the season just immediately went to SHIT, right? It's like, it's it's just, it's completely unfair to a fan base that has been through so much, um, and so there has to be changes made. I don't know if that means Joe Douglas has to go, if Robert Sala has to go, if Nathaniel Hackett has to go. But I, and this is the last thing I'll say. The the uh, I, I saw another Jet fan. Um, I followed a bunch of Jet stuff on YouTube and whatever. And uh, one of my one of my favorite guys. He was talking about how he won't feel bad for Robert Sala or Joe Douglas if they get fired because you know what they brought it upon themselves. They did the the just a. Just the uh, ned, the neglect of the quarterback position outside of Zach Wilson once Aaron Rodgers went down is horrible. Um, the moves that Joe Douglas has made in the last couple of years, just the head-stratching signing of McCole Hardman, never utilized, and then just traded back to the Chiefs where you signed them from. It's just, it just I can't wrap my head around it. Um so many signings, signing after signing after signing that hasn't worked out. Um, a few, and there have been draft pits. The Jets have drafted relatively well the last few years. Um, however, there have been some misses. I think Mackay Becton, sadly, due to injuries, is going to end up being a miss. And, of course, the biggest one that Joe Douglas, 
you know, again, and back to the questions about maybe a, a potential under-the-radar mandate, either coming from Douglas or the owners, Woody Johnson and company, to have to play Zach Wilson. Uh, I think that is a it, – it's being speculated that that is why the Jets didn't sign anyone else because Woody Johnson said, no, you drafted Zach Wilson. He doesn't look good. We have to try and save him. We yeah. have to play him. We have to give him another chance. Um it's just all ridiculous, and uh, I'm fed up. I'm completely fed up with the Jets. Um, I don't have any interest in the game this Friday because the chance of them making the playoffs to me is pretty much out the window. What do you I mean, mean, you don't want to watch Tim Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch Tim Boyle the day after Thanksgiving. Um, don't worry, um, I'll watch it. The oh, Dolphins are uh, the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, I don't think I it's going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Well, and again, the play calling from Nathaniel Hattie, you watch the game against Buffalo on Sunday. First of all, first of all, it's like, you know, the special teams unit's been good, so I can't really say much, but Xavier Dibson, you know, undrafted free agent, great guy, great story. I mean, he just fumbles the opening kickoff. I mean, it's just like, you got to be kidding me, right? And then Buffalo takes over defense, of course, holds them to a field goal. It's the only good thing outside of the kicker and the punter on this team. Um, and so they hold him to a field goal. And uh, there were multiple times where the Bills literally had eight guys in the bots, eight or nine guys stacking the bots, and the Jets just handed it off. Like, what are we doing? What are you doing, Nathaniel Hackett? What is the play calling? And I get you're limited because your quarterback stinks, but at the same time, it's like, like, do do you just want to have no chance at all? Like, yeah. do you want it to have? Seems and, like it's like the frustration of you're accepting that you're just not really going to move the ball, and you're just hoping that somehow. And that's the way the Jets have been, Doc. Ever since Aaron Rodgers went down, I, to me, I think they saw Rodgers go down, and in their mind, Sala, Douglas, Hackett, all of them, they said, okay. Season's lost. We have a pass for this year. We yeah. can do whatever we want. We don't have to try and win games after we, we lose a couple in a row. We can just mail it in. They were 4-3. and three. Against the Chargers, they didn't show up. Against the Raiders, they didn't show up. On Sunday, they certainly didn't show up. They got their uh, butts handed to them in Buffalo. Just embarrassing. The Bills uh, chirping them off the field in a divisional game. Just absolutely embarrassing. Well, Mr. Rogers think he's coming back. He said he wants to come back to practice, I think, on December 2nd, which is the day before the Jets play Atlanta. It's just like, it's just, it, I, I don't see a reason for him to come back. Yeah. I, he's he's going to get crushed behind this offensive line. And if he did turn again, I mean, that's it for him. You know what I mean? Like, he's not coming back again after uh, <laughs> apparently rehabbing uh, an Achilles tear in a record amount of time. Like, there's just simply no reason for him to come back. So. Well, Aaron, I want to go back to one of your comments. You said, <laughs> Salah, you don't feel bad for Salah if they got fired or Douglas. I think if you fire one of them, you have to fire both of them. You do, because they came in here together. Uh, so I say they leave together. I think you're right, Sam. I think they need to, and, and Zach Wilson is tied to them as well. Um, I, I think <sighs> all, all three of them need need to go. Uh, Zach Wilson, I don't know whether that means a release or what you end up doing Who's with him. trading for him? You, he has no value. He has no value. He has no value. I mean, maybe he, maybe someone, maybe someone will give you like a seventh round pick for him to be their backup. But no one is doing that. I, I, <sighs> Look, I think the problem with the Jets, 
it's just obviously like I, I think you made great points. I think they they did check out after Rodgers, and it sucks because they're ruining the best defense in football. And, and it, it feels like the offense all the it feels like the Broncos last year, where all the offense needs to do is go out there and score seventeen points every game and just not consistently turn the ball over and not have three and outs, and they would have a they'd probably be sitting in the, at least a seven seed right now if they just did that but the problem is they they haven't done that and they put the defense at a disadvantage of where they turn a ball game short fields and i do look i think it's i think salah i think it might need to be wraps for him too I, I don't think he's a poor head coach but i think they just just need to go in a different direction and i think yeah. i mean you just see like you see a guy like ben johnson possible on his way out to some team like if you're the jets like you go get him and the problem with the Jets this year when I watch them is that they're not letting Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson be playmakers. Well, like that's all you need to do, I think, as an offensive coordinator. The problem is Garrett Wilson can't be a playmaker because there are no other receivers on this team. Well, so, whose fault is that? Joe Douglas. It is Joe Douglas's fault. Now, of course, again, I, I, I don't want to give him more excuses. You know, he can't see Corey Davis retiring before the season. Okay, that's fair. No one saw that coming. But... What what was your plan with Nicole Hardman? He wasn't used here. Why did you sign him? Why? I don't get it. It's a waste there, money. There is no depth at wide receiver for the Jets. Alan Lazard cannot play. All right, he can't play. He has he has chronic drop issues in the biggest biggest spots. He always drops the damn ball. Oh man! And 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 there there's more. There's more. Like um. Again, with, with some of the BS stuff, like, you know, they cut Michael Carter on a rookie deal. Guy who's been here for three years, locker room loves him. It's to get uh, Izzy about a time. That kid they drafted out of pit, some more opportunities. I want you guys to take a guess how many times Izzy about a time ran the ball in this game. Why don't you take a guess? One. What did you say? Doc is right. He touched the. He, That's so sad. He had one carry on the final drive of the game, Doc, when they were losing 32 to 6. Um, one carry for the kid that you want to get more opportunities, uh, so you cut one of the best locker room guys you have for him, right? Yeah. It just everything about this regime right now, and and there have been there have been trickles of it over the over the last couple of years too, but we've ignored it because the defense has been really good. We're getting Aaron Rodgers. Um, the you know the, uh, Salah is a really positive guy. Defense loves to play for him. Um. I just but think- they're losing the locker room again as well, Sam. This is what happened last year. The defense is getting fed up with going out there, holding Buffalo to three straight field goal possessions, and the offense just not doing anything. Well, it's going to ruin the locker room again. I, I don't blame the defense for getting fed up. No, of course not. Of course not. I think Sala will be a very good DC on a team. Well, that's what he was in San Francisco. I, I just don't. I, think I just don't think he can be a head, head coach. coach. And it's just it just amazes me how the Jets continuously hire the wrong guy who turns out to be a, a, a you know a rendition of the previous. And I'm not calling him Adam Dates because yeah. no one does Adam Dates. No one's arrogance. Aaron Dates. <laughs> Adam Gates. Let's Adam. talk about the Giants. I'm done. Well, hold on. I'll get one back thing. What? What? Do you think Hackett mm-hmm. leaves? That is Rogers' boy. I don't know if he'll. I mean, I. Oh, in all seriousness. I don't know. Um, because the play calling to me is certainly an issue. I don't think it's the biggest issue. I think Aaron Rodgers is basically an offensive coordinator in of a in of in in himself. So I mean if he's on the field, 
Um, Aaron Rodgers is calling the shots, not Nathaniel Hackett. He could put the play call in, sure, but Aaron Rodgers did audible that thing at the line of scrimmage. And again, you know, Zach Wilson, I, I don't know where he's at in terms of being allowed to do this type of stuff. I mean, again, he's a third-year quarterback who drafted with a number two overall pick. He probably should be able to do some stuff. Um, like, but he can't. Like when Nathaniel Hackett calls a run play with nine guys in the box, I think Zach Wilson should probably have the wherewithal to maybe change the play. Um, but he doesn't do it. So whatever. I don't care if Hackett goes or stays. Again, I, if they go, they, they earned it. They earned their departure. Sayonara. Um, it's it's just gonna end up like the last few regimes for the Jets, which is just so sad. But all right, let's talk about the other New York team who actually won. They won. The Giants won a game. Let's go. And unfortunately for Sam Prince, that is not a good thing. <laughs> let's I, go. I will never watch a football a Giant game and not root for them. Yeah, I will. No, never. I, I remember that in twenty twenty. I I will never, I never root for a while until Nate Sudfeld went. <laughs> Then that's when I started. <laughs> I will never, right? Because <laughs> I didn't care but, about his success with all due respect. How do the Washington Commanders lose a game <coughs> when you have eight plus sacks? I think. I think. And you go up against Tommy DeVito. You should not lose his, that game. Tommy DeVito oh. was probably playing as himself on Madden the night before in his mom's basement, twenty minutes from MetLife, <laughs> and then he went out there and balled against. The commanders who, again, we will talk about the Giants because I think their draft states are very and interesting. They, they, Tommy DeVito has ruined the dream of Caleb Williams. <laughs> He's ruined it. He but ruined it. Was it him or a, was it Washington being... Uh, I think this is the nail on the coffin for Ron Rivera. Riverboat how, Ron. How is Riverboat... How do you not win this game? How do you not win this I game? I thought the commander was going to come... You know what's going to be hilarious? Because the NFL... Ron Rivera will find a way to keep his job. And I would... I don't... It might be on Thanksgiving where He's going to beat the Cowboys. With all the, I, I'm sorry. Sorry, Sam. But the Giants might just be cursed. And I'm ready to watch Sam Howell throw for like 350 oh, yards while I'm, eating, while I'm eating Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and... and the, the, the commanders just absolutely ball out uh, again against a division rival um, like they oh. always seem to do. You know, you, you, you think Sam Howell is going to come back, and you're like, okay, you watch the team that's competitive, you have hope, you didn't just waste your day. Like, the game against the Cowboys, that was just unwatchable. <laughs> then, you know, you score a little too much. And then Isaiah Simmons has a pick six. Like, buddy, drop the football. <laughs> Like, but you are not assigned to do that. It's not the time. <laughs> drop the football. Imagine just like drop the football just for tanking. Uh, they would, there would be an investigation launched like the next day. This is the like, problem, yeah. dude. I'm telling you, this is the problem when you when you play when you're tanking and you're playing guys with like nothing to lose. Like to me, I think the Cardinals, the Cardinals might have the perfect team to tank with because I think Kyler knows that I think Kyler has job security. I I'm pretty you confident. You think he's the Cardinal next year? And I, and I think yeah. they and I think that they they might be in full agreement when it comes down to it late in the year and Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the line. Oh, they'll, they'll, that they'll, should stare you, Sam. Yeah. That should stare you. No. If Arizona is in front of the Giants, I think they're taking Marvin. Do who I want? Doc, who? you know who I want on the draft. Bo Nix? No. <laughs> you know who I want. Ooh. Yeah. You want the, the tackle from Penn State. Yeah, right? he's really good. He is probably he's he, he's like one of the he's gonna be an athletic freak and it's just it's gonna be all about building him. I mean he has uh good base. What about and right all that. tackle? The only problem is yeah, I don't Thomas know if he can play side. right tackle. Or Joe Alt. Because to me, the perfect team for Fashano is gonna was gonna be the Cardinals. <laughs> because Paris Johnson and him at tackle 
right. would be amazing. Parrish Johnson. The problem, though, is that they'll take Marvin Harrison Parrish Jr., Johnson's obviously. Parrish the right tackle. Yeah, I believe it's he's like, the right don't tackle. Don't get me wrong. That. I would love to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., but who's blocking for your quarterback? Besides Andrew Thomas. That's the thing, though. I almost think that you kind of realize that Marvin Harrison Jr. might not have the best rookie year due to, you know, quarterback and O-line situation. Yeah, and but, also, like, that's, I, I almost think that we're reaching a point where, as an Eagles fan, I know how valuable O-line is. But sometimes wide receivers are more valuable than some O-line. Look, look at the bagels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. we all saw the – remember the – I don't know if you guys ever saw the – the joke graphic of it was like Joe Burr getting sacked and it was like Jamar Chase downfield. Yeah. And like like the ball short of him because he's getting sacked. He's but he's wide open. Mm. And then it's like and then it was like Penny Soul blocking for him. Like and he's like throwing a clean ball downfield. In the twenty twenty one draft, I wanted Micah Parsons, Rashad Slater, or Penny Soul. Mm-hmm. I would have jumped up and down but I got one of those three. But they didn't they drafted Katarius. Tony Back to my mini ramp. So Giants win 31-19. Saquon Barkley has a great game. It's always great to see him have a great game. He's special, man. He's well, um, I will too say bad this. he's not going to be playing for him next year. Let me finish what I was going to say. Right. He headed down to Philly? I'd cry. I will always love him as a person, <laughs> as a football player. But if Giants resign him, I will have too many mixed emotions. I will have the fan emotion of say, okay, we get to watch him another year. But as the realistic emotion, be like, why am I putting myself through this again? Why why is he going through this again? Go to a contender. Leave this team. <laughs> It'd be the worst thing to do. It would set your rebuild back five years. Right. At least. And you know, like I mean, Dale Jones is gonna be on his team next year, and like, okay, you gotta get out of this contract situation for first two years but you just rip it all down rebuild you know i have sources that told me that if the giants were top five last year they would have got up and selected cj strout well guess how that would have turned out awesome Mm, yeah (laughs) well mm, i don't know again it's a lot about situation i mean the offensive line is broken man you're you're it as a good line stroud i mean cj stroud's balling down there if the Giants had C.J. Stroud, Darren Waller, Saquon It would be Barkley. better than Daniel Jones. Anything would be better than Daniel it would. Jones. It would. So what's the, what's the plan? So is Daniel Jones getting another year? He ha- oh, yeah. has to. Yeah, 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 he is. Do you almost, if you're. But they can get out of his deal uh, after yeah. that. If year. you're almost out of, if you're almost like at, say, round pick seven, and the quarterbacks are gone, the. Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone. Even Fashan is gone. And maybe even Joe Alt is gone. Do you just trade back <laughs> and maybe just grab Penix and, and let him sit behind Honestly, Jones for a year? And why not? I think you do. That'd be great. Because Penix is like a great like read option. I mean, RPO, quarterback. And a team trading up in the top 10 would most likely give up a first round pick of next year. You have to imagine. Yeah, I mean, you just got to keep stacking picks until so you, you stack find the picks something. So next year, possibly, you, you're going to have another top 10 pick. <laughs> so, uh, so, so SB Nation came out with a mock draft <laughs> yesterday. And this has, you want, do you guys want to hear this I order? would love to hear it. Chicago Bears, number one pick, Marvin Harrison Jr. Whoa. Arizona Cardinals, number two pick, uh, Olamui. You got to tell me how to say it. Uh, Fashanu. Fashanu. I, I just call him Olu Fashanu. New England Patriots, number three overall pick, Drake May. 
Chicago Bears, number four overall pick. Joe Alt. Mm. Number five overall pick, New York Giants, Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. I would jump. <laughs> they're just, they're just getting fake open to Giants fans. I mean, I, there's, I, there's no way he made. Because you're five. telling me no teams offering the boatload to trade to in one trade of those up. first four I picks, do. even this if those is, teams I, don't. I think this would no trade. So. Because with all due respect, let's be real. The Bears are the Bears will take Caleb Williams because you don't pass, and you probably trade Justin Fields, and maybe a team will look out for is the New York Giants on a Justin I, Fields I would trade. Take, I would take it. Because Justin Fields, he's shown a lot of flashes, but that's the problem. Flashes only get you so far, and I think the Bears will probably have enough, and, and they'll get their true uh, franchise quarterback. But, hey, you know, man, if they if they mess it up and they keep Fields for another year, I'll, 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 laugh, I'll just laugh at them. I would, because they're worse than both the Jets franchises and the Giants franchise. So, uh, you know, someone's already – but that's assuming they do what they I, Also, they don't take you Caleb. also have to think about this. A quarterback who I – Really like you. I gotta watch more film on it. Jaden Daniels. Daniels is is interesting. He's you definitely get him a dual second, third round bench of a year. <laughs> he, he's definitely you know he's a dual threat, obviously. So and then that unlocks a lot for the Giants, rather than just a stiff kind of. I mean, Daniel Jones made no can move. Oh, um, well, he has a but, couple of good games. But Daniel moves. Jones, you know, he's a pocket passing quarterback. Mm-hmm. He is. He, that's that's what he is. I mean, he has the ability to run. Um, he's a pretty good runner for his size, especially. But Jane Daniels is a true dual threat. I mean, he would step in and probably be it'd be him, Lamar, Justin Fields, Tyler, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Those are the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, no, you also got to think about this. I I I I can't. I actually can't believe that they want that game. Josh I, Allen, I Josh Allen too. By the way, I I can't. Yeah. I honestly, I was in shock too because I joked about it. I just sat there and I called my brother up immediately and I said, Are you kidding me? Because it, it would have felt like if when the Eagles that, that year we helped the Giants not make the playoffs and we helped you guys I pick say, up an extra first as round. As much pick. as I hate the Eagles with every blood DNA in my body, out of my body, I just want to say thank you for not letting the Giants have playoffs that year. Yeah. Because if that happened, Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman will still be here. <laughs> mm, that's true. That is sad. Um, but, look, man, I love when the Eagles did that because, look, again, like you said, I am never, I was never rooting for the Eagles to lose. I was never rooting for the Eagles to lose up until, especially when Jalen Hurts went in. I wanted them to really, you know, him, him to show people. And then, sadly, they still lost to Dallas that one year because that, that roster was hard. Um, that defense was uh, – that's honestly hilarious to look back on. But – and by the way, that's hope for you guys. I mean, the Eagles turned it around in the blink of an eye, and it, I mean, it just takes some luck. I mean, I, I will say two more things about this Giants drama. I know for a fact from some sources that Joe Shane wants to rebuild this team. He wants to do what he got here. He's going to get a shot to do it, right? You like, you the, don't think is he's on the hot seat? I don't think no. he deserves, absolutely not. I don't think he deserves I to be. But I'm just was, wondering. I think last year was so good that. Uh, th- there's definitely something there with. I mean, it, it's a regime I, that built Buffalo into. A I, Super I do Bowl think contender. if Barra lets him do his thing, keyword, if he lets him, if he lets him do his thing, then his job is safe, and then we have 
all the hope of the world is Giants fans. And I mean, but that's key. And I feel bad for you guys because you guys keep talking about the owners, man, and, and the, the owners being in the way of sports teams to it's, me it's will horrible. never sit right oh, no, because Jeffrey Luria has been is one of the best owners in just sports in general, not just the NFL. Not only because he's a great guy, and you have, but the he best. lets. People do the work. Yeah, and look what's happened. Howie Roseman is now the best GM in football. Okay, and also, I can so see this as a giant thing with Bo Nix being the quarterback in 2025. Bo Nix? Yeah. Hey, man. Bo Bo, Bo Nix ain't half bad. Someone from Auburn told me that he never got a fair chance at Auburn. I mean, he is playing very, very well for Oregon. So, you know, I mean, I think it's, you know, Pennix may be the better yeah, quarterback. Not, I don't think Bo Nix is, is awful. I mean, I think he kind of he, I, I like he, he kind of reminds me of Levis where people probably make jokes around draft time about him. But I think he could grow into a, a starting quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. See, and now the problem with drafting him is his ceiling might not be that high. But see, to be fair, you sometimes ceiling, even though pre-draft it doesn't look that high, can be even higher than, than we see it. Well, Doc. I think C.J. Stroud, there were questions about his true ceiling, right? Yeah, I think was. a little bit. Because he was bad under pressure in college right. up until that Georgia game. I mean, yeah. up until that, that Georgia, Georgia game showed me that he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, that Georgia game really, honestly, I've never seen somebody really save their stock uh, as an NFL quarterback, NFL prospect in one game <laughs> than C.J. Yeah. Stroud did. Because that, that, I mean, the, every doubt of, oh, he's not that good under pressure, that Georgia was bringing pressure the whole game, and he was just sitting in there firing. Marvin Harrison Jr. went down, and he was still driving down the field. So, look, man, I think this could be an, a fun year for guy for teams that maybe are looking to get one of those back-end quarterbacks. Cause like you mentioned, Jaden Daniels could be special. I think Bo Nix and Michael Penix also are, are pretty are quarterbacks that could grow into something, and, and that's not even to mention I like uh, KJ Jefferson from Arkansas a lot. And I think I have he to watch could, more fellow him. I don't like. I think he's going to be a late round guy, but I think he like if I if I got to watch him in preseason, I think he could ball out when it comes time to when some a quarterback goes down. Because I'm tired of watching these backups, and I'm sure Aaron can attest to it. Of like Tim Boyle, like. With all due respect, I know Tim Boyle ain't going to make athletic plays. He's not going to give me a shot to win. He's not going to roll out of the pocket when, when it gets tough. He's just going to be a statue in there. But if you have a guy like KJ Jefferson, Jaden Daniels back there, they're going to give you a shot to win every week. I mean, look at Josh Dobbs. He's athletic. He's giving the Vikings a shot to win every week. He, he's not the perfect quarterback by no. any means. No. Nope. And, um, I mean, there was a trade deadline. Um, and Josh Dobbs did get traded, and the Jets said, no, we're okay. We, we'll, we'll roll with Zach Wilson. Could you so. imagine if Josh Dobbs on the Jets? <sighs> I mean, they, they would have had a better chance on Sunday, I can tell you that. Tell you that. I think at least a little bit. I don't know. So I, I, he might have been, I mean, I, I don't know if I can say that too confidently, but I, I don't know. Um, all right. I think we've, 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 we've talked about our respective teams. I think – for just a few minutes here, we should talk about some of uh, some of the games that um, transpired this week. Um, which ones do we want to highlight here? I mean, we kind of talked about Stroud and, and the Texans. They went again. CJ Stroud had a great first half. Second half, not so great. He mm-hmm. does th- he does throw three pits in this game. Well, we didn't um, talk about the news for today. Matt mm-hmm. Canada being fired. Right, that's true. Let's talk about that. Matt Canada. <laughs> Matt Canada. <laughs> Finally out in Pittsburgh. Um, what do we think this means for 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 Kenny Kenny Two Gloves? 
Does uh, this does this move I, the I needle mean, on him or what? I don't think so, and I think the Steelers are going to be one of those teams that are looking at the quarterbacks that we just talked about because mm-hmm. they don't need too much. But I do. I will give Kenny Pickett a shot here. Maybe they give him another year because Matt Canada. Honestly, I'm just proud of Mike Tomlin because look, I've always been a fan of Mike Tomlin. But the problem is, is I thought maybe he was stuck in his own ways and he was never going to let Matt Canada go. I mean, this is the first time what they they fired a coordinator Since midseason. 1941. Like, like I wow. thought I thought Tomlin was going to be stuck in his own ways and he was just going to accept that his defense. I mean, his offense was just never going to win them a game. And it was going to have to be defense after defense. But he did it. And he, he beat those quote-unquote allegations, you can say, of being a stuck-up a stuck up head coach. And he did it. And uh, is their offense going to be much better without Matt Cannon? Probably not. But for, for the future, it excites me at least. Uh, and should excite Steelers fans. Um, because there's just some basic things that the Steelers just don't do right. I mean, they don't really attack downfield at all. I mean, I remember Kenny Pickett last year. I remember there was like deep shot after deep shot. I don't know if you guys really remember it, but it felt like they were going deep pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like they're just they're running, you know, what the Eagles did last night against the Chiefs, like the, the screens, they probably have the, the, the most short routes, offense with back Canada. And yeah, I mean, if is Najee Harris benched if he's not a first round pick? Maybe. Yeah. Because Jalen Warren, I mean, yeah, he's a baller. Jalen Warren, yeah, he's definitely coming for Najee. I mean, not you know, Najee like. I think I think his skill set kind of allows him to stick around as like close to an every down back. But even even then, it's like he's just not he's just not quick. Like you know what I mean. And Jalen Warren actually brings some explosiveness both in the run game and in the pass game uh, here in Pittsburgh. So you know, again, I, I think you you have these guys' skill sets, and and they are what they are to a certain extent, but. At the same time, you know, you have a young guy like George Pickens, and and although George Pickens is having like a pretty good season, I don't think they fully unlocked him. Um, They're not getting him the ball. They got to feature more. No, and same. I mean, you know, Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, he, he he was hurt and all that. Um, still, I I, th- I think he is really. I think, have the, I think they have the options to have a solid. Yeah, offense. I think they do too. I think that, I think they have pieces there. I think they need some more depth, probably at receiver. Um, just I mean, Allen Robinson being your wide receiver three. Who's that? Who's great. that? Uh, mm, Calvin, Austin? Forget Calvin Austin. Yeah, yeah, he's not bad either. Um, but you know, uh, again, we'll we'll see how Pittsburgh kind of moves forward. I mean, they are six and four. Um, and so I know they have a couple right now. Schedule. They're they're locked into that last wild card spot. So and you all thought I was crazy that the Steelers weren't going to finish over five hundred. Because the thing <laughs> is, I, I I was not a believer in the Steelers. I wasn't. See, I told you I was a Tom fan, so I always believed him. But this was the year where I truly had doubt. But their schedule, it's very easy the rest of the way. And look, man, this offense has what eight weeks. Figure <laughs> figure this offense out, and you can be a spoiler in yeah. in uh in January. Browns win it uh, on a last-second field goal. Um, and this is what makes me even matter with the Jets is that they started Dorian Thompson-Robinson at quarterback and found a way to win the game. Um, DTR, uh, what, five years at UCLA, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, in his, in his first start against the Ravens, oh, man, was he bad. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty bad through three picks. However... Yeah, I mean, even though he wasn't really good either in this game, <laughs> David Njoku had 15 he did enough. Targets. They did enough to win. Um, <laughs> fifteen targets to David. Uh, Jesse was top. Yeah, fifteen targets for uh, <laughs> David Njoku and uh, the leading receiver, Elijah Moore, former Jet. Oh so, yeah. Are you okay? 
No, I'm not. I'm gonna ask. I hate to make it about the Jets, but man, I was just listening. So I was driving back from Columbus. I went out to Ohio State to see the game. Go visit my buddy. How was your experience? It, it was it was fun. Ohio State obviously it's won good. big, and uh, it's a very fun school. So you know, we're driving back through through, like I like to call it, you know, just uh, it just it was just we were we were probably about three hours from Harrisburg, so we were dead smack in the middle of Pennsylvania, just the middle of nowhere, and we we were listening to some of the NFL games on the radio to pass the time. And I'm listening to this Cleveland game, and it's just former Jets everywhere. Um, and we were switching between that and the Houston game. Uh, more former Jets making plays, man. So uh, whatever. But um, any other games we want to we want to highlight? Denver wins again on Sunday night against Minnesota. Josh Ayers is a happy camper. Oh, I think. Yes, the Broncos are making a push here. Are They've we, won four are, in yeah, a row. Are we, uh, <laughs> are we uh, gonna see the Denver Broncos in the playoffs? Their their defense has looked like the defense we saw last year. They have come alive we, in we recent games. They play the they play the Browns, Texans, Chargers, Lions, Patriots, Chargers. Like they, they got winnable games they all be, the way down. Could be in those games and, and they can be, but I don't I you, think you gotta applaud you gotta applaud Russell Wilson. I mean, he he's played some pretty pretty darn good football these last three or four weeks. Hasn't thrown a pick um, since uh, that Chiefs game. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, again, he's doing enough to go out there and and like you said, Aiden, pretty much what they had to do last year: score between seventeen and twenty one. And, and you know, now that the defense is starting to round into form, they can go out and win these tough, close games against another team in Minnesota that mm-hmm. is. I, maybe similar for different reasons, but similar in the fact that, you know, with the quarterback, there's not a whole bunch of expectations. Minnesota's a scrappy team still without Justin Jefferson. And uh, the Broncos win another one. Um, yeah. Bron- Vikings had come in winning five in a row. Now the Broncos with the win have won four in a row. The Vikings, I mean, their defense, I thought their defense was going to be very bad this year. Uh, Brian Flores has them balling out, and they've – Hey man, they're getting it do- getting it done on defense and their offense. They can keep them in games. They don't have Justin Jefferson yet. But you know who's making it for them? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, because they're locked <laughs> into the playoffs. I mean, I'm sorry, but for no team, they have like a two game lead up on every other team in the wild card. They, they, the NFC playoffs is already pretty <laughs> locked up. It's just about seeding. Um, but one thing I want to talk about, not change the subject, but mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about the Chargers. Yeah, yeah I was going to bring them up next. Because Brandon Staley needs to be fired. Now, okay. Although I do agree, it's another really bad, yeah. crushing. Loss. Everyone they've brought in has not performed defensively. I think the touchdown they gave up at the end is absolutely on Staley. The second- defense was not ready. They didn't know what to do, and they gave up a touch. Jordan Love threw a touchdown. Mm-hmm. However, I, I I can't possibly understand how you blame. The uh, the Quentin Johnston drop, the Austin Eckler fumble. How do you blame that on Brandon Staley? T- defensively this year, who's Brandon Staley is a defensive guru. Mm-hmm. They've allowed the second most points. So mm-hmm. if you're this defensive guru, then how do you allow those points? You know who's number one? In the Denver Broncos. The de- de- this year, they've yeah. allowed the fewest points? Because they're 70 point game against the, or the Miami points. Dolphins. Yeah. So if they don't have that kind of game, it's the Chargers being the worst defense in the league. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How do you lose these games consecutively? You have a top five quarterback in Justin Herbert, who I will even say top three at times. Mm. What, what are you shaking your head? I wouldn't uh, say top three. Yeah, I think he, at his best, he's top five. 
Maybe Quinn, he, Quinn hasn't Johnson. Been, he hasn't been. He hasn't really I'm sorry. Been. He deserves blame for some of their failures too. Yeah. Uh, not all of them. No, he not does. Not all of them. Not this He does. Don't get me wrong. But how could you put a product on the field with Justin Herbert? I actually expect him to succeed. Who who is their best pass catcher outside of Keenan Allen? That's no, a problem. Yeah. And, and I think that's a bigger problem. I mean, we could talk about the Chargers defense for all we want. I think the offense is a bigger issue in the fact that they have no athletes. They drafted a slow wide receiver who's supposed to be a jump ball wide receiver, but he's scaring me pre-draft because he's a jump ball wide receiver that never won a jump ball in college. Uh-huh. Um, and they had the running back Austin Eckler. He lost his he, athletic he's, ability. He's done. Ke- Ke- even Keenan Allen is not the most athletic receiver. He's one of the slower number no wide who's receiver ones. Jalen Palmer. Exactly. That's Come a problem. That's a problem. They Come they on, they tr- Palmer's on. I'm pretty sure Palmer's not even on the Chargers anymore. That's a thing. No, I mean, he is. No, Josh Palmer's on the um. Or Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer's on the mm, where to get trade uh, no, Raiders. I think. I think. He, no. I think I'm pretty sure Josh Palmer's on the oh, Raiders. Yeah. But yeah, but like you said, they they, they don't have any athletes. Like you, and, you look no. at like who is Stone Smart? <laughs> he did who score is for them. Stone Smart. No, he's still a, what a play that was. They're though. throwing the Darius Davis. No, no, he's still a. Uh, he's a, He's been hurt. Josh Palmer's been hurt. I, also, I call him but Palmer. guys, for the Chargers this year. It, 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 it's just mind-boggling. So it's also sad because Corey Lindsay's probably going to have a career-ending injury. You lose your, one of your best linemen in the NFL. Rashad Slater is almost on an island with the rest of his linemen. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the Chargers, man. I mean, they're another team that's just so frustrating because y- you see that they actually do have the talent. It's just, you know, uh, I think a philosophy is down again. A philosophy change and and just and just a, a sense of a culture in that damn building could actually go such a long way for a team that again actually did luck into drafting a very good quarterback. You don't see that a lot, right? It's like Justin Herbert. I think again this year not his best year for sure. Bit of a down year. But I think at his best, we can all agree Justin Herbert is an is an elite quarterback. He Last has a year great he arm. With broken ribs. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, ugh, God, it's just, yeah. I don't know where they turn. Um, you have to fire. You have to fire. I, Staley to me is a sitting duck. He, he has he to is be good. He good. Gone. And I'm interested gone. to see if they elevate Kellen Moore because I think Kellen Moore has done a great I, I, job I, I, with what he's had offensively. Because, like you said, I think this is Justin Herbert. One of he has had some of his best games in his career this year, and I like I, that game on Sunday might be the best game in his career because uh, he also ran for like 80 yards. I think that's what and, we also. And I just think Sorry. I think Kellen Moore deserves a possible head coaching opportunity, and I wonder if they keep it in the building and elevate him. But the Chargers, they got a lot of questions well, to answer. Doc, you know what I would do? What I'd fire Staley now or have him already fired. See what Kellen and see what Moore has. Because if you have you have something great, you keep it. To me, that press conference was the nail in the coffin. I would have fired him. After. I think what if, he said. Uh, what you remember when he was like going at the reporter? Staley, yeah, uh, was, was this year or last? It year? was it was after last week's game. He was like, it's, I think they asked him if you wanted to change the defensive play calling. Like, if you wanted to give somebody else, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna call the defensive play, so don't ask me that ever again. And I'm like, yeah, he he's gone. I he's as right good there. as gone. I would have I would have fired him two minutes after that press conference. Wow. You do not talk, I, like. I understand that you're frustrated as a head coach, but it's a valid question. Of course, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's, yeah a, it's a valid question. Well, I would ask well, that's, question. A guy, that's a guy who's insecure and probably yeah. knows he's on the way out. So, 
I yeah. think it's just because you look at Nick Sirianni, <laughs> and I hate to bring it back. I mean, we're all bringing it back to our teams. But he openly <laughs> gave up play calling because he thought he wasn't doing that good of a job yeah. of it. That's it, a real head coach. I mean, Nick Sirianni is, is the definition of accountability, I think. I mean, he's great at actually realizing when, okay, this isn't working. Why is that not working? And usually, even if it's not him, he'll say, it's on me. I'm the head coach. Got to figure it out. That's what you should right? do. That's absolutely what you should do. And the guy's... The, the, the Eagles players respect the hell out of him for that. And that's why they have a winning culture there. I mean, I get they have a, a And it's why they stay calm all the time, too, exactly. in big games. But yep. it feels like, yep. you know, it feels like you can tell when teams play as units and, and play together. And the sometimes, Chargers. and like, yeah, the Chargers just don't, they, they don't panic. look like they play as a unit. Like, I mean, last year you saw Jacksonville start to come back, and there was just panic from Brandon they, Staley and the Chargers, and they ended up blowing it, you obviously. Know, they, they knew they were going to lose. Yeah, they did know they were going to lose. They did, and that's a sad thing to say. But All right, do we have anything else, guys? Anything else? Anything else? Joe Burrow um, going down? Joe mm. Burrow did go down, and that is very, very unfortunate for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joey B, Joe Shiesty, Um he is out for the year. Um, it stinks for him. And, um, yeah, it really does. I, I mean, you know, the Bengals now, I, I think – I think Jade Browning is the guy who they named the starter. Yeah. Um, Which, honestly, I didn't feel like he did that bad. Former Washington quarterback. Um, I honestly always forgot he was at Washington. Browning was really good in college. He was. Um, 8 of 14, 68 yards, and, and a touchdown. Um, you figure Joe Minton is going to have a bigger workload now as they'll probably you know try to run the ball down teams' throats and, and put Browning in pretty you know manageable passing situations. Um, you know, I just don't think at this point, Sam, they 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 can afford to turn into this again, sort of like one dimensional offense. I mean, they're five and five, right in the thick of the uh, the uh, wild make, card they're race. They're not going to make the playoffs. You know what's going to be sad, guys? Mm. Well, I hate to make this back to Patrick Mahomes because you know I'm one of his biggest fanboys out there. This just gives him a much easier road to the playoffs. So, how disappointing will it be if the Chiefs don't get? Back to the Super Bowl. It'll be extremely disappointing. Yeah, because I think they have a clear lane. I mean, the Ravens are looking. They I could, think they Baltimore is, is. The Mark Andrews injury now. He may sure. come back. True. But I don't think he'd come back until, like, the Super Bowl. I think that's a problem. Is So they would face the Chiefs before Mark Andrews comes back. I mean, another team. <laughs> I, I I think the AFC playoffs is going to be a mess. Be like, bad. I think it, it's, like, it's teams that are either only good at offense or only good at defense. <laughs> And it's just like, dude, I'm just like imagining like a Browns versus, like I'm just imagining like Browns versus Dolphins in the play. Like, what does that look like in a playoff setting? I, I don't know. I don't know. It. And, I'm, I, and I want to see. Depends on where the game is. Yeah, I think. yeah, I want to see that. If that's in Cleveland, that's like a that's like a that's sadly like it'd be in Miami because they probably be gonna, they're probably going to run away with that division now. You're right. I want to see the Bills make a run of the playoffs. I, I just want to let the like just. That's not a team. Bills? Yeah. I do. Why? Who can do? They've had opportunity after opportunity, and they blew it. No. Are you jealous of them? I think the only. No, I'm not (laughs) jealous. They suck. They made the playoffs. I think the only reason. So what? So what? Who cares about. Dude, Josh Allen has. has, I understand he couldn't do anything in about 13 seconds, and his defense blew it. You were literally. But guess what? They blew it. They blew it. They blew it. Their windows You were literally saying. I don't care if they beat the Jets 32 to 6. How? You haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years. Well, wait, what is this? What is this? I never brought that up. Didn't he make that up? Why would I be he jealous? He just talked about the Jets organization. Why would I be jealous of the Bills 
who continuously are are just have fraudulent regular seasons. Who Bills are make a run. I think the only re- how, I mean, how I do mean, you figure that? Why? I think the only why reason would the Bills made a run this year? I think the only reason I'd want to see the the Bills in the playoffs is just because they're an offense that could explode. But like to me, if you're uh, the if you're the Bills, bro, you need a you need a whole reset this offseason. Making the playoffs might be the worst thing that happens to you because you need to let go of McDermott. Um, you may have to learn that. You may have to let go of Bead. Mm, uh, mm, he's a, a he's one. a pretty good GM. I still feel like he's made good moves. The only bad move is the Gabe Davis fake game against the Chiefs, where they right. thought he was a wide receiver too. Right. Um, that could be the worst thing for that organization. I mean, you know the, the I mean, Dalton Contain is looking like he's a looking pretty good great. Pick. Yeah, he's um, looking good. James Cook is looking like a pretty so, good. Yeah, pick. I don't think it's a G- I think it's a coaching issue. Yeah, I, I think it is too. I think it's I, time for McDermott to go. I mean, they've played up until the um, up until Sunday against the Jets. Practically, you know, their last seven games straight were one score games that they've either lost in pretty heartbreaking fashion or they've just squeaked out. You know what I mean? And the they, city of Buffalo deserves a playoff. Run. You went there once, dude. Stop it. <laughs> I guess he thinks he's their president. They went to four straight Super Bowls yeah. and they couldn't win it. They don't deserve anything. And they lost to the Cowboys. They Why? don't deserve <laughs> anything. <laughs> they've given the Cowboys Stop fans that, that ring talk. Buffalo is a cool city. Okay. And now I have this guy looking at me. Jordan in the other room. All right. Now he's flipping me off. All right, dude. I think we're done. I think we are. I think we're done. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Happy Thanksgiving from third and lawn. We got Aiden Docherty in here today. He's going to go call Rowan basketball in less than an hour. So, again, Doc, Good luck thank with you. that. Yeah, let's thank go, you for let's hopping on. Let's go Profs. For uh, Sam Prince, I've been Aaron Hook. And uh, we will be back next Tuesday here for third and lawn.